What's up, button mashers and key clackers? Welcome to episode 26 of the Button Key Games Cast, where Evan and I talk games and beers. How you doing, Evan? I'm doing great, and uh, hello everyone out there in TV land. Yeah, so this week we're skipping a little bit of the the news because it was kind of a slow news week. We also just have been personally very busy, um, which is just an ongoing theme for us. But you know what? We're still here to bring you content. But this week we're going to focus on some games. Couple games. Couple games. Um, so yep. I've been playing Wolfenstein Youngblood. Games, Youngblood? Game's great. I am having so much fun with this game. Um it's everything I've loved about the past Wolfenstein games that, that have been like since they rebooted it. And uh, it's, it's probably faster uh, gameplay than it's ever been. Um, it's, it's so much fun. Like, if you like shooters, you owe it to yourself to play this game. Like, that's just the bottom line of it. And it feels relatively similar to the original, or not the original too, uh, Wolfenstein New Order and New Colossus? Yeah, it feels pretty close to New Colossus. Uh, graphically, it's on point and maybe even looks a little bit better. I, I really don't understand why this is a $30 game at the okay. end of the day. I don't get it. It's it's really good. So for those who don't know, what's the gist of the uh, crisis in this one? Um, so uh, Billy Blaskovich is missing. Okay. Okay, and his daughters are are like taking it upon themselves to go find him because nobody and else they, is really doing it. And it looks like they have the armor from New Colossus. Yeah. Which will lend itself to faster gameplay from the jump, I think. Yeah. It's it's quick, man, but it, it feels really good. And they have like these peps that you do. So like yeah. you can push T on your keyboard if you're playing on PC. And then you're like you'll give it it's just like she just puts her thumb up or she'll make like metal horns with her hands. There's a bunch of different ones you can get and they all have different effects. Like the one you start with gives you plus 50 health. Um, there's one that'll give you plus 50 armor. There's one that'll give you full health. Um, there's one that'll give you full armor. Um, there, there's one that's like increased damage for 10 seconds. There's a whole bunch of different ones you can purchase with uh, like the currency you find in the game. None of this is microtransaction. It's just okay. like uh, the stuff you find as you loot, as you play the game. But it's it's good, man. I'm having a lot of fun. Some really is tough, this a loot game? Um, I mean, as much as the previous Wolfenstein games have been, okay. like the more recent ones, where you're, you know, you're picking up ammo and money, and okay. you know that's about it. And you can find you health still, and armor laying on the ground. Do you still have to push the button to pick up ammo? Yes. Well, no. So like, if you walk over ammo, health, or armor, pretty much it all it picks it all up. If it's off a dead guy, is what it seems like anyway. Okay. But if you just find a gun leaning against the wall, you can take the ammo out of its mag, but you have to push a button. Well, that's better. Yeah. So it seems like if you just find stuff laying around, you kind of got to you got to push the button. But if it's off a dead guy, you just walk over it and picks it up. Yeah, one of my biggest uh, issues with the first or the first two machine games, uh, Wolfenstein's, was that you had to like just run around and hit the button to yeah. like pick up all the ammo off the ground instead of just picking it up as you walk over it, and it kind of slowed it down. Yeah, it was a little counterintuitive. A yeah, it was for a game that seems like some of the damage modification is if you're moving, like you you take less damage when you're moving just at a base number to encourage faster movement uh-huh it it made me feel bad when i had to like stop and pick up stuff because that's not what that game was trying to do yeah it's not great but but it's better for sure it's definitely better i mean uh and they have like a live system so like if one of you goes down you can revive them but mm-hmm. um if 
if you don't revive him in time, or if you both go down, then you lose a life. I um, mean, you just get right back up, and and you can go like pick the other person up or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> and you get like three lives. Basically, is what is like maximum. Um, if you both go down and you both die, obviously it uses two lives. So you have to make sure you get the other person up. Um, but <clears throat> so like they have these crates around the world, and there's like a handle on the side of it. You walk up to it and grab the handle. And then, like, if you're Jess, because Jess and Soph, then Soph has to go get the other handle, and you have to both pull it. So it's like a little cooperative effort, but then it gives you a life. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting how it all works. But um, there's, like, a lot of mechanics like that where there's, like, levers and stuff that you both have to hit. Yeah. Um, there was an early interview when they first started talking about this game that uh, they had another Bethesda studio, um, Arcane helping them with the level design. Yeah. And Arcane is known for Dishonored and Prey. You, you can see the influence. It, does it just feel wider and less linear or... It's not as bad as I... I, I was a little scared of that, if you remember. Uh, it's not bad yeah. at all. It's not as open as Dishonored, even. Okay. Um, It's still pretty linear. But it's like you're in this city and there's like... A lot of times it's still long corridors but you can go to another long corridor in the city. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of switch back and forth, but it's still like you're in very contained areas for the most part. Um, yeah. So it still feels true to the original formula uh, of the machine games, uh, games to me at least. Uh, so I've, I've enjoyed how they've done that. I think it's been Have good. Have you been playing co-op? No. So I've been, I've been playing through the game solo because um, I got a lot of friends on PC, but none of them really wanted to play a single-player RPG shooter. Sort of RPG, not really, but... Um, so, you know, I'm not going to make them do it, obviously. Um, but it was cross-play. Yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> Why not? Cross-play everything, Why not? Um, this is a single-player game. It literally no reason not to. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, um, but I mean, I've been playing it solo... Um, which hasn't been too bad. The matchmaking, I, when I first got in, I tried, I was like, let me just try the matchmaking, see how it goes. And it like tossed me in like three missions, like the third mission. I hadn't even started the game. I'm in like the third mission. And I'm watching this cutscene. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't understand. And um, I did eventually figure it out. I was like, yeah, this is not the beginning of the game. So I had to start over like as a host. So you can host or matchmake. If you matchmake, you get thrown into somebody else's game at any point in the story, wherever they're at. Which that's bad. Just what's the point in having matchmaking? That's bad. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It's just come on. They should have at least tried. Like, why don't you try to, to get somebody put a who's, limit on it? Like, yeah. where you are, where it or knows at least give you a prompt is. and say, "Hey, you're about to join a this match that's on a level you haven't gotten to yet." You know, it just, Anthem was doing that nonsense too. Yeah, it's it's dumb. I I don't care for it at all. Um, so. I ended up resolving to think, well, hey, well, let me just try hosting it, right? So I'm hosting mm -hmm. the match and I'm leaving it public so other people can join in. But then somebody joins in and then they realize I'm not on this level yet. And then they quit. Yeah. And um, and then it throws somebody else in. And the problem with that is I'm like halfway through the level, right? And I'm, I'm playing as Jess and I need Soph to help me because it's really hard to play without the other person there, even the AI. Um, and when somebody would randomly join, Soph would go all the way back to the beginning of the level. Oh, no. And they would have to then sprint all the way to me. And once they'd get oh, no. there, then they'd quit. <laughs> and then I'd have the same problem. So I ended up having to like just put it in offline mode and just yeah. play 
solo because it's really bad. If you don't have someone to play with, plan on playing it solo. So far, as a solo game, I mean, I don't see why it couldn't have been for the most part. It seems totally fine to be played as a solo game, and I'm still having a blast with it. Um, Do Does it get... Does it get balanced based on whether you have another human person or is it just a... I, I don't think so. Um, some of the boss fights are really hard, but there is an RPG system in this game, kind of like a leveling system, right? And every level up, you get plus 2% damage, and then you get like money and skill points to spend on upgrading your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of went to the different open areas, did a bunch of side missions. I just spent a lot of time grinding to get higher levels so that I could take on the bosses a lot easier. I think yeah. it probably would have been less grindy if I had someone co-op, but the truth is all the grinding in this game has not felt grindy. Like it feels good. It's fun. I'm having a blast yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, that's just my, my personal, uh, opinion on it, but awesome. you know, your results may vary. I've, I've had a blast with it. It's been, I'm getting excited so here. I'm getting excited hearing you talk about it because I've only seen like pure hatred. Yeah. Seems like a lot online. of people a lot of people are not about it and I don't get it. But you know, I, I feel like I heard people say bad things about New Colossus too. And I thought that game was fantastic. Yeah, New Colossus is great. Yeah. Uh, it it seems like for some reason people keep trying to play Wolfenstein even if they aren't down with the gunplay systems. And they think it's gonna change every time. Yeah. And then it doesn't, and then they just like crap on it. And I think that gets even worse when it's a $30 game which is much more accessible and much more easy to just go out and purchase even if you're not 100% for it so you have people that aren't into it going out and like buying it and playing it and saying like oh this is the worst thing ever right like why would they do this I want doom yeah but I mean it's cool I mean you're over in Paris you're searching for Billy and this game is confirmed to be after Wolfenstein 3 it's like which, in the eighties, which Wolfenstein three hasn't even happened yet. So I think, yeah. Yeah. Pretty That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting way to go. It's strange. Um, but it, it works. And, they have raids. What? Um, they have raids. They call them raids and they are the boss fights. Everyone talks about being really hard. Um, they're just in the, like they're in the course of the story. They, yeah, they are main missions. There are three of That's them weird. that I know of so far. That's a weird name to put on that. There are raids. Yeah, and they're they're tough, especially if you go in there before you should. <laughs> um, they also have this whole thing called the underground, which is a whole bunch. It's like a whole sewage, like tunnel system under the, mm-hmm. the city. And um, you spend a lot of time under there. It's pitch black. There's only like mm. a few weapons you that you can use with a flashlight. So it's really tough. And... Um, it's pretty fun though. Like a lot of the enemies down there are more difficult than average too. So it's kind of so like, is that like kind of like a dungeon grinding area? Sort of, but you actually have to go through it to get to some of the raids. Okay. Okay. Um, and the raids are necessary. Yeah. Now I say that okay. you don't have to go through it, but it's easier to go through there than the alternate route. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool though. There's a lot of little, uh, side missions in the underground too. Um, <clears throat> but it's cool. The catacombs is kind of your hub, kind of like the the, sh- the it was a ship in the second the, one, right? The U-boat. Yeah, the U-boat. Um, and it's like just underground, cool little base. They really missed an opportunity with the shooting range, though. There's like targets and everything set up, but there's like a gate in the way, and you can't actually use it. Oh, weird. Yeah. 
because the other I think the other ones had a shooting range. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange to me. Uh, maybe there's something oh. I'm missing there, but as far as I can tell, you can't use it. But do you think that they are testing out ideas for three that they're going to flesh out in a in a bigger way? Because this seems a lot more ambitious than um, what was the other like DLC when the new new blood Wolfenstein new blood. I don't know. I didn't play that. Uh, that just felt like an extension of Old Blood. And it didn't really add anything, and it wasn't my cup of tea. But this feels like kind of a weird departure and ambitious in a way, especially for a game that is budget-priced and yeah, n- like set in the future of this franchise, not in the past. Yeah. I mean, the the stealth system is still busted as it ever has been. You can get, a you know, one or two stealth kills if you're real careful, and, but then, you know, it's going to be all out loud fighting. It's just for some reason, I don't understand why the stealth system is as extensive as it is when it doesn't really work that great in this game. I actually, I actually, I actually like the stealth system Yeah. In, in 1 and 2. I think it was fun. I mean, it and, is, but, like, you can't stealth a whole room of dudes. Like Yeah, and, that, and that's fine. And it, it was nice taking out a couple of guys. And making it a little bit easier for yourself once you go guns loud. Yeah. Because in a normal stealth game, you are really capable of killing all the people that then come after you. So you just kind of have to hide. But in this one, I'm fully capable of destroying anything that comes at me. So yeah. even if stealth breaks and like something happens, it's not nearly as frustrating as if it happened in a splinter cell. Yeah. But... Like in this one too, you also have enemy levels, so enemies level up as you go through. Um, Games are doing this a lot now. I know Far Cry. Yeah, Far Cry New Dawn just did this. They're just adding enemy levels to games that may or may not need them. Yeah, it. I mean, it kind of works with the whole leveling system they have. Oh my gosh, though, you level up so quick, which makes the power curve feel really good. That's good. Um, so it's it's pretty solid. It's not like the best power curve I've ever experienced or anything, but it's better than I anticipated. Yeah. Um. But it's really fun. They have some pretty cool abilities. You have like a cloak, so you can go completely invisible. Um, and they have like a ground stomp slam yep. thing, which is not as useful as I wish it was because um, she just kind of stomps the ground with her foot and it's like hard to aim. There's not like splash damage with it like a, you know, like a ground pound would be. So it's not like you land next to them and something happens. But Do it, you have like the... Do you have like the weird body deformity machines that you had in two? <laughs> you uh, could like crush no. yourself to walk through a vent and it was real weird and dumb. No, no, that's not in there. That's crazy. Yeah. But there's like a whole system with the gun parts too. So like you can buy like sights, uh, magazines, um, barrels and stuff like that for your guns. Oh really? Yeah. You can mod your guns? You can. And they all, they have different brands. And like if you put so many of the same brand parts on your gun, you get like a bonus. That's cool. Yeah, so they did like a pretty cool thing with the gun stuff uh, that I enjoyed. Uh, so you can kind of sp- sort of spec your guns. It's very shallow. I mean, it's not as in depth as I would hope, but it's still a cool addition. It's like a it's like a little addition to a game that didn't have like gun mods at all. Yeah, it doesn't feel useless by any means, but I wish it was deeper. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but I mean, that's that's pretty much everything, man. I mean, cool. it's a great game. Definitely check it out. I'm having definitely a picking, blast with it. I'm definitely picking that up this week, and I have a friend who is uh, said that he would like to play with me. So I think we might do like a like a full mixer playthrough. 
just because Mixer's easier on Xbox. Sorry for all the Twitch people out there. Oh, it's good, dude. It's easy to get to Mixer. You just go to Mixer.com. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um. So, yeah, uh, we're probably going to do a full playthrough of that in, like, a few installments. So I'll Instagram that out, and I'll tweet that out when we go live. So make sure you follow us on Button Key Games yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, maybe we can get copies of those so we can put them on YouTube later, too. For sure. Um, we'll see. I'm excited about that now. Uh, I've also been playing a game uh, that came out on Friday, so it's new release week here at Button Key. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, for the Nintendo Switch, and this is my first Fire Emblem experience, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, I like the turn-based RPG genre, but I think a lot of it is, like, way too hardcore, way too early, and they don't... It, it, it seemed impenetrable for newcomers to me for a long time. Um, I played through a bunch of XCOM and then I just hit a wall. Uh, I played, I've played through, uh, Banner Saga. I've played through a little bit, hit a wall. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them have felt super inaccessible. So I really needed something to, to hook me into the systems that I was going to have to like learn in depth. And I think Fire Emblem and its characters really, really does that for me. Um, so you're playing as a mercenary in the, uh, in the world of Fotolon. And this is a world that is run by religion. Like a religion is the main, uh, source of power and, and nobility in the world. Yeah. And this world is like separated into three different regions. So you have the Leicester Alliance, you have the, the Adrestian Empire, and then you have the kingdom of something that I can't remember because I haven't that's not the house that I went with. Yeah, we're not we're not cutting folks, so we're not cutting. Don't have the time this week. So bear we're with us. We're not cutting. Uh um so you get thrust into this monastery that is like a school for officers that come from these three different corners of Fodlan. Um, and very early on, you are supposed to pick the, the kingdom or the alliance that you're going to be the professor for. So kind of like you're, you're like McGonagall over Gryffindor. If this was Harry Potter, if that makes sense. Um, so I, because I always side with empires because I'm a terrible person, uh, went with the Adrestian Empire, and the the leader's name is uh, Eldegard, and she's like this young heiress to the empire, to the throne. And you're taking her and her friends uh, and her classmates through battles and through this world. Um, and I'll get to the battle system in a second, but... The characters in this game are so good and they're so endearing and I'm surprised by how endearing they are by how much I just want each of them to level up and grow and grow in power and knowledge, not just for their usefulness on the battlefield, but because I want to see their characters improve. Yeah. Um, there is a, a character named Kaspar 
and he is my he's like my brawler so he uses gauntlets like sweet like metal boxing gloves um and i put him in that role because you can, you can kind of pick and choose where people go uh the characters have different proficiencies that they'll grow in faster but you can put them wherever you want yeah um and Kaspar's like like a hothead he's always looking to get in fights so i was like all right dude you'd be sweet if you had these gauntlets so I put him in that role and he's growing in that role and it's fun to like foster their growth into warriors uh, and their growth into these like heroes of a battlefield. Um, and each of them are so well defined. There's a character named Bernadetta who's like a really shy girl who doesn't want to come out of her room and she's my archer and like I just want to take care of her so much and like I want I want her to get out of her shell because she has so much. She has so much to offer, and I know it sounds silly that I'm talking about characters like this. So so it's like a Tamagotchi. Yes, it's exactly like a Tamagotchi, yes. but with like I have it's I'm taking care of like nine hormonal teenagers who are like a mix between nobility and commoners. Like one of them is like a professional opera singer, but she wants to she wants to be more, so she's like my like my dark mage, and it's awesome. And the, the the problem is, once I finish this game, there's still 18 more kids that I've barely gotten to know because this is the house that I picked. And all of those other kids from all of those other houses are just as well-defined, just as fleshed out as the kids from the Adrestian Empire. Um, I'm, re- I'm really shocked by how much I do care for these characters because... Uh, I just wasn't expecting it. Um, and I, I just want to see them make it through each battle considering like if they die, they're done. Like they're gone. They're dead. Right. So now I'm like stressing because I'm like, they can't die. We're not going to take risks. We're not going to do that unless the reward is like clear. We're not going to go crazy. So that's the character side to to grow you're their professor so you are helping them grow and you're helping them learn so you it's your job to tell them what to learn it's your job to teach them like if you want this character to get better with axes you teach them about axes okay you want this character to get better with heavy armor you teach her about heavy armor and you kind of mold them to to go from everybody starting out fairly similar to becoming this broad ranging group of soldiers on the battlefield and as they grow you put them in different jobs so uh bernadette is like an archer so she she gets special archer abilities and then when she gets high enough in that level you can put her through a certification to become a sniper and they're just growing and and becoming more powerful in their specific fields yeah um you're also your character is also going through like this process herself or himself you can pick a him or her um so if you've ever played persona it's a lot like persona where you have off time between battles to grow and get closer with characters and learn from each other and and that's where that's really where persona sold me as a game and that's really where fire emblem is selling me as a game uh, that is not to short shrift the battle system, which I think is one of the most clear and precise and uh, 
information forward battle systems of the turn-based strategy genre that I've ever seen, uh, which makes it easy for me to jump in and just have a good time. And also the difficulty curve is not crazy like a lot of them are. So I have some battles where I just like am crushing it and everybody's doing good and my tactics are good and like I've split up properly, I've surrounded properly, everything's flowing good, everybody's feeling good. Then I have some battles that are a little tougher, but it's nothing that's like crushing. It's nothing that's like completely destroying me, which is great because (laughs) I've fallen off of so many of these types of games because they just make it so crushing because they want it to be a hard game yeah um they're very clear uh with the the damage that you will do and the damage that you're going to take um so you you know going in like how this is going to turn out for you there are chances to like get crits which will change the change the specifics um and that feels good when it does happen but you generally know how it's going to go and it's 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 not a crazy complicated thing. It's not super super in depth. Um, but if you do want to get in depth, there's a bunch of stuff of like if this character standing next to a character of this type, they buff each other. If the characters have good relationships outside of the battlefield, if they're together, they'll buff each other. Um, you can give characters like armies that they can lead, and some characters are better leaders than others, and that will help them as they go. And it's just really fun and it's really solid and I it's it's gonna be long which is not my favorite thing in the world I'm only on part one I feel like I'm coming to the end of part one and there I've put like 10 to 12 hours into it dang that is that's pretty that's pretty beefy so so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lengthy thing but so far the characters have really like pulled me through uh and 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 made me not want to put this down and made me not want to go to family dinner because I want to know. I want to know what's going to happen. I'm in the middle of a fight. I can't go eat right now. I have to know how this turns out. Um and th- there's there's extra there's intrigue that comes from all sides and there's like attacks on the religion and attacks on the empire and normal normal like fantasy style uh shenanigans. And that stuff's cool and all, but the real the real gist is the characters and how they're handling them. And it's very exciting. And as, so- as soon as we turn this off, I'm going to play more. Um, be- because I gotta I gotta make sure Caspar becomes the best brawler that he can possibly be. Very cool. That's Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's it's dope. That's awesome. If you, got, if you got a switch and you think you might be a little bit interested in a story like this, I think you should pick it up. You got you got me considering it. That's a tough thing to do. It is. That's a tough thing to do. But I'm also probably a little tight on the wallet right now, so I'm probably gonna probably yeah. gonna hold off. It's understandable. But that that pretty much wraps it up for us. That's our impressions of two games, but, you two know, new releases. We rushed through this so quick, I'm realizing we never mentioned what beers we were drinking. Oh, oh crap. Yeah, so so Evan, what are you drinking? Uh, I was drinking a Sam Adams Summer Ale. Now, how is that? It was light and refreshing and good, and I love Summer Ales, so I drink them fairly regularly. That's good. Jordan, how was yours? It it was quite tasty. 
I had a gluttony again, um, which is uh, one of my favorites. That is a crafted to be gluten free beer, but also just a really good beer, gluten free or not. Um, and it was delicious as always. Yeah. It's a, it's a very good beer and I highly recommend you give it a shot. I will look into it again. Cool. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate it. Be sure to check us out on buttonkey.games. We have a contact form there where you can, uh, send us your questions or tell us what you've been playing, what you've been drinking, things like that. And we will see you next week. Stay classy.